Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Anyway, so it's all an illusion. Yeah, but I mean, I'm quite certain that the 17-year-old or the maybe even 27 year old, maybe even 37 year old, um, me would have been like, yeah, if I could land like a modeling job where I had the big picture in front of the store, it really wouldn't even matter what store, um, you know, that I would, I would totally feel good about my body then. Like I would feel like I had arrived and I was enough, I mean, I'm sure that there is a, I'm sure that there's a buzz, right? Like I hear you saying that there's a buzz, right? Like it gives you a little bit of a high, like Mm -hmm. I, I totally get that, but what's the other side of that buzz and how quickly does the buzz fade? Well, I mean, really it's just intense stress leading up to this job because it's one day the weather has to be right. Your skin has to be right. Your hair has to be right. Like everything has to be perfect down to the nail polish color. Um, it's just very specific. So you get within these confines and then they want you to be like beautiful and happy and free and you're shooting and it's super uncomfortable and everyone's staring at you and you're with these strangers, you're pretending you're your boyfriend and girlfriend or friends. And- <laughs> hey friend, Heather Creekmore here from the Compared to Who show. Have you ever had the thought if I could just look like that woman on the billboard or that woman on the magazine cover or that woman on television? If I could just look like a model, then I wouldn't struggle with my body image anymore. Okay, I've had the thought. That's why this month I wanted to talk to models, real women, who have had experience in the modeling industry and find out from them. Once you're a model, do you not struggle with body image anymore? Does modeling fix everything? (laughs) Of course, that's probably a silly question to ask. Uh, We know all women struggle with body image issues, but I thought it might be helpful this month to hear it. I hate this expression, but stray from the horse's mouth. (laughs) And so today I'm talking to Amanda Cunningham. She was a runway model. And I ask her all of those little tiny detail questions that maybe you've always wondered about modeling and the life of a model too. So we have a great conversation. It lasted a really long time. So I split this up between today's episode and Friday's episode, but I hope you'll tune in and hey, tell a friend about it, especially if you've got a daughter or a young woman in your life who kind of secretly maybe still thinks if she could just be a model, it would fix everything. Let her listen if you feel like it's appropriate and so she can find out the truth that modeling doesn't solve body image issues. I also wanted to let you know that I've started our coaching group and I am so grateful for the women who have signed up for that and excited to dig in with them. My next group coaching session will likely start this fall, although if there's enough demand, I may pull one together in mid-July. So if group coaching is something that you are interested in, drop me an email, heather at compared to who.me or go to the website compared to who.me and look for the coaching tab and you can find out more information there. Meanwhile, our Patreon community is open. 
So hey, be a patron, support the show, and you'll get perks like hanging out once a month in our Patreon community group meeting. Our next meeting is April 20th, so join before then. I'm also putting bonus show content in that community. So head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash compared to who, or go to compared to who.me slash podcast, and you can find links to become a patron on Patreon. Without further ado, let's listen to today's show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Amanda Cunningham, thank you for being on the Compared to You show today. Thank you so much for letting me come on. I'm a huge fan of yours and your book. It was very instrumental in my healing. And so I cannot even describe how grateful I am that you invited me on and that I get to serve your audience today. Oh, well, I hope you're ready because I have about (laughs) a million questions. (laughs) And I I, love to talk. I I tell everyone like, oh, I want this to be more of a conversation. But as I was preparing, I'm like, I don't know. I just have a lot of questions for you. So, because, and let me, let me get it back up. And I think that someone listening, especially maybe my younger audience, although I don't know, maybe people my age and older will be like, yeah, I used to think this too. I think when you are a teenage girl or even a college student girl or 20 something girl, you look at people in modeling, you look at models and you think if I could just be that, then I wouldn't struggle. Then I wouldn't have these issues. Then I would always feel like I was loved and appreciated and like all these things. So today, like, I just, I want to get to the truth. (laughs) So I mean, definitely not it. (laughs) Like intellectually, I think most people know that, but I would love to just start would you just share your story, like how you got into modeling and, you know, kind of what that looked like for you? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I never grew up wanting to be a model. Okay. Um, I was very tall and very thin. And I remember the first time someone that I knew approached me and asked me to get in modeling, I was at a public, um, wave pool swimming, swimming place in our town. And this woman came up to me in the bathroom. I was washing my hands and she said, you are so tall and you, you should get into modeling. And and she's like, where where are you here with your parents? And so I'm here with my mom. And so she followed me back to the blanket and I didn't think anything of it other than I'm, I think I was maybe 10. Okay. I, if people are looking at my body, like that was just the only thing I can remember. I didn't think like, oh, this is so exciting. Or, you know, I wonder what my mom is saying, or I wonder what she's saying. Or what I just thought, ew, why is someone looking at my body? Should I be looking at my body? And is it good? Is it bad? Like it was just, it just opened up um people, me being aware that people 
made impressions of me by looking at me and, and yeah. about everyone, but I just was a child. I was unaware. So fast forward a little bit, I ended up uh, getting in a, a, you know, a high school relationship. We were high school sweethearts and he started talking about modeling and I had thought about it because people kept approaching me and never really was passionate about it. Didn't like sit around practicing in the mirror or reading fashion magazines. And um, he wanted to get into it. And I thought, oh no, I am going to have a very attractive boyfriend who's going to be around all these beautiful models and have this exciting life. I better, I better get in there so that I don't lose him. Like, honestly, that was my thought. And this is very kind of embarrassing to talk about, but um, anyway, so we ended up going to uh, conventions and trying to get in to see agents and his career took off before mine. And I was just terrified that he was going to have this exciting life without me. And we weren't going to, you know, we weren't going to be married till we were 85, like his grandparents. Like I just idolized his grandparents and their relationship. Um, and then uh, we ended up getting married and another whole side story of, of why that didn't work out. But just to quickly say that, you know, when you get married, not knowing who God is, not living your marriage according to his plan. And really, I mean, we didn't have a single, like we didn't have a support system. There was, I don't know, there was one person rooting for us. We got married very young and we came from different backgrounds. And so people thought we shouldn't be together. And so they ended up getting their wish. We ended up divorcing when I was 22. Mm -hmm. But in that time, um, I had just put all of my worth and my career, you know, when I thought growing up, I was never going to do this. Then I realized how much they make. Mm doing very little. They didn't have Mm -hmm. to go to college. They didn't have to go to law school. Um, there was, you know, not a huge liability where you had to like a doctor, you're, um, having all these uh, anyway. So I I just thought this is super easy. And at the time runaway, I think they made, um, starting out, we made $80 an hour and print was $150 an hour. And I just thought, Okay. And can, can I pause you there? Just sure. Like my nosy questions. Okay. Do it. So $80 an hour, but are you getting 40 hours a week or no. how did that? No. no. So, but I'm, a, I was 15, 14, 15. So yes. I thought psh, if I only worked a few hours on the weekend, <laughs> right. that's better than, you know, waiting tables, which I had tried and failed yeah. miserably. Absolutely. <laughs> so it had just early on in my formative years, every narrative and every, um, industry norm became a part of who I was because I got in so young and really you do have to get in young because by the time you're 25, you're really old news, unless Mm -hmm. you've made a huge career for yourself and um, a huge name for yourself. So I know I had a limited window. So I went all the way in and the plan was for me to work. And then uh, when he graduated college, my husband, that we would switch and I would go back to school and he'd work. We ended up separating after he graduated, but that was the plan. And I just didn't know anything other than modeling. I mean, I didn't, I, I kind of disconnected from my high school friends and mm-hmm. that was just my path. And so anything that the modeling industry said, this is what you have to do. I thought, well, this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So, Hey there. Are we email friends yet? If not, why not? What's the holdup? I want to connect with you. I have a brand new five-day body image email challenge. All you have to do is go to compare to who.me 
and press the red Take the Challenge button right there on the front page. Sign up and you'll get five days of email encouragement. Really, it's beyond encouragement. I am going to challenge you to think about your body and your body image in a new way. So take the challenge, go to compareto.me. And hey, after you sign up, hang out at compareto.me because I have 500 different blog posts, different articles on all things body image, beauty, aging, mothering, and keeping our kids' body image intact. All the things are there, friends. So go check it out, compared to who.me. You can also find all the old podcast episodes there too. So go to compared to who.me and let's be email friends. I can't wait to connect with you. kind of how I ended up can, in it. Okay. Can you, can you like go a little further there? Yeah. So the modeling industry said, so who's telling you, hmm. like, who's telling you what, is it like your agent? Is it like whoever hires you for, I, I don't know modeling yeah. language, Amanda. So how about the no, link out? Good. Like, is it who okay. hires you for the shoot? I don't know. Is that it's modeling language? <laughs> yeah. Everyone. Okay. It's everyone. So, so what does that look like? What does that sound like? What, so, what's the reality of that? Okay. So getting into modeling, you really want to have an agent because as a 13, 14 year old girl, you don't have connections in the industry. Mm -hmm. So uh, you want to go and get interviewed at all the agencies and they have open calls and you can just go in and say, here are some snapshots we took out by my, you know, by the Creek or in the woods or (laughs) by the pool. And um, this is what I look like. And they will give you the, you know, they'll post on the website, like, do not come in unless you're between, um, five, eight and five, 10. And, you know, like there's measurements that there's industry standards for how a body needs to stay within the measurement. So I think they usually put those out there. Maybe they don't now. Anyway, so you go in and, and they'll have someone who's assigned from the agency as really in charge of new faces. And so they are, they can scan for the potential and, um, and kind of ask probing questions and, and see the dynamic between parents and kids. And do they have the finances to, invest in this? Do they have the time? Why, what are their motivations? So you get screened and I was turned down so many times. One of the times they were like, could you grow in your eyebrows and come back? I mean, mm-hmm. it was the nineties. Like, so can I, yeah, can I ask, yes. can I ask, so like, is the rejections, like, yeah. are they just like physical? Like you're not yeah. like, we don't like the way your eyes sit or you're not exotic looking enough or is Absolutely. it that kind of thing or a hundred percent. And maybe they don't tell you, okay. um, maybe they just say, thank you for coming. We'll let you know. But one of the times they did say, you know, grow in your eyebrows, which I thought, <laughs> well, I mean, I can do that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what I didn't realize was that the standards that I had to have coming in the door were for a young girl's body mm-hmm. for me. Now, some people stay thin their whole lives, but I was bound to develop. And so that became a huge struggle of mine to stay in my 13 year old body as mm-hmm. I grew older. Um, but yeah. And once you get um, the, okay, that, okay, we're interested in you, they'll probably do a test shoot. So they'll have a photographer and, um, there's a whole thing where if you're actually trying to get in modeling, you don't want to shell out a bunch of money. That'll be a red flag for a non-legitimate agency is if they ask you to spend, you know, a ton, a ton of money. Um, but it is normal for to say, Hey, we're going to do one photo shoot and we'll test it. And then we'll make you a business card. 
and we'd like to represent you. So that's, that's the beginning of it. And as soon as you're in, I mean, that first photo shoot, all the lighting and the photographer and everyone's staring at you the whole time and you don't know what you're doing. And um, then the film comes now, again, this was back in the day when it was actual film. <laughs> so you'd shoot and you'd have to wait a long time to see what happened. And then you'd go over the negatives together. Um, but it was just, I just, I didn't give myself any other option. I just decided this is what I'm going to do. And I have to do it to keep, you know, my boyfriend and my life plan. And I want to have a family and this is just what I'm going to do, whatever it takes. And that is so ingrained in our culture is like, do it, do it, do it, whatever it takes, like keep going, never give up, be positive. And I don't buy into all of that now that I'm a Christian. Um, And then, so once you are signed with an agent, then they start presenting you to clients. And every time you go into meeting the client, it is terrifying. (laughs) It's absolutely terrifying because it can make or break you. And that's what I, that was the, the fear for me is every single job you went to, every single interview you could make it big. Like you could make that one connection that refers you for this one job. And then you end up in New York or Paris. And so it's just a lot of pressure, but it's exciting. I mean, there's bright lights and beautiful clothes and everyone feels very cool. And you're at the very, you know, hip events. And so it's very alluring. Um, And then the end product is you have this image put out. I had a a job for, it was a store called Gadzooks forever ago, where it was all like t-shirts and bathing suits. It was you know, the cool place at the mall for kids my age to shop. And I ended up getting a uh, bathing suit campaign with, with them. And so I think it was my senior year of high school. I'm on the, the big pictures, you know, the big, uh, not billboard, but the big photos in the front of the store. Mm -hmm. And I just thought like, Ooh, this is going to make me look real good. (laughs) But I mean, in truth, I'm like, I booked one job. That's actually Mm -hmm. not that cool. Anyway, so it's all an illusion. Yeah. But I mean, I'm quite certain that the 17 year old or the maybe even 27 year old, maybe even 37 year old, (laughs) um, me would have been like, yeah, if I could land like a modeling job where I had the big picture in front of the store, it really wouldn't even matter what store, um, (laughs) you know, that I would, I would totally feel good about my body then. Like I would feel like I had arrived and I was enough, I mean, I'm sure that there is a, I'm sure that there's a buzz, right? Like I hear you saying that there's a buzz, right? Like it gives you a little bit of a high, like Mm -hmm. I, I totally get that, but what's the other side of that buzz and how quickly does the buzz fade? Well, I mean, really it's just intense stress leading up to this job because it's one day the weather has to be right. Your skin has to be right. Your hair has to be right. Like everything has to be perfect down to the nail polish color. Um, it's just very specific. So you get within these confines and then they want you to be like beautiful and happy and free and you're shooting and it's super uncomfortable and everyone's staring at you and you're with these strangers, you're pretending you're your boyfriend and girlfriend or friends. And <laughs> it was ridiculous. And I will never forget. So we did several, this was just one shoot. I'm using it as an example. Um, I'm in a bathing suit. I'm a teenager, you know, it was terrifying. And um, we took several shoots. We moved around the pool and did just different ones so they use those in magazine spreads and all over the store what's the one that they use over the cash register is the one where I have a little tummy roll Mm. in the middle of the frame and I was so mad I'm like you have photoshop what Uh are you doing to me like was that a dig did you do this on purpose and maybe they were like oh I'm so glad someone has a tummy roll like I don't know what the reason was I was 
mortified. Like, mm. I don't even know if that picture exists. You know, my mom saved everything. Pretty sure I got <laughs> rid of that one, but I was just devastated. But here's the thing is that once you are, um, elevated in some sort of image, which anyone can relate to this, whatever business you're in, and, and people assume something about you, maybe that's why they want to be around you. Mm-hmm. And just in my relationship with my boyfriend at the time, his friends wanted to hang out with us and they wanted me to bring my model friends mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. That's constantly what it was. Every time we hung out, they're like, where are your model friends? Where are your model friends? I'm right. like, why, why would they like you? And <laughs> why do you think you would like them? You know, they just had this picture in their mind that if I'm with a beautiful woman, life will be so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I right. mean, it just felt very, um, gross to me. <laughs> right. And well, because they love, well, they love or they want to be with the image of you, not the real you. Right. And I mean, I think like at some level, I'm going to go deep here, Amanda, do it, but like at some level, like that's, it's a struggle. I think that's where we all, that's where we all get stuck. Right. Because in some ways we know that human nature is to not necessarily to fall in love with images, because I, I think that, that it's always short-lived, right? Like it's the stereotype, right? Yes, like the, yes. the beautiful high school cheerleader, like gets the guy until he realizes <laughs> like how shallow she is. And then he goes for the quirky girl, right? Yes, like yes. that's, that's the, the, the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I think we all feel this pressure to portray a certain image so that we can attract a certain kind of person, whether even, I mean, even old people <laughs> like me, you know, like, like we want, yeah. you know, like I have yeah. to have a certain image and, and maybe it's a pressure, like to keep my husband or a pressure yes. to have friends or a pressure like career wise, like, well, someone who does what I do looks like this, you know? Yes. So I think this whole image thing, it's, I think it's fascinating. And you, you I, I follow you on Instagram. And so you write about this sometimes too, but like the, the way like you are, you're, we're all models in some way. Right. Yes, <laughs> and we all, all get to mm-hmm. like, we get to choose our image. So, you know, you necess- didn't necessarily get to like, you know, choose. I mean, you guys, I guess you got to choose the jobs, but, mm-hmm. but you were directed more, <laughs> let's yeah. say, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. but, but we, you know, we get to choose what that image is going to be. And I think the lure, the temptation, you know, the idolatry, if you will, is that that image should be like flawless. It should be what the world tells us beauty is. Mm -hmm. And that image doesn't do for us what we think it will do for us. Does it? Absolutely. It attracts a certain kind of attention. And, um, I just feel like we fall into this trap and it's just another way where we take something good that God has given us and we can so easily ruin it. You know, God has everything that is beautiful and everything that is good has come from above, has come from God and it is gift. And we have distorted so much about ourselves and that we have to fit into this mold, uh, especially in modeling, like an actual <laughs> mold of measurements right. and, or, or you're out. And right. what has been sad to me is not just then to see models fall away and literally disappear disappear as humans. They don't, they're too ashamed. I went through that for a very long time where the models, you know, my old friends would be like, let's hang out. And I'm like, I can't be around you. I'm just t- I'm mortified mm. of, of what I weigh now. But besides that, cause that's just a small population. What has happened now? I mean, 
image and creating our own image used to be, I mean, we would, we would do it and we would take photos and we'd have events and beautiful dresses, but really the, um, attention to image was confined to magazines, like printed magazines and, and a few shows on cable at night. Like, but (laughs) now it's like, it's everyone is, has their own brand, right? No matter what you do, we all have our own social media accounts, different platforms, and we're portraying different images to millions of people like only a few could do before. Mm -hmm. And so that has really, what has been my burden now is Listen, let me tell y'all what happens when you put your worth on image, because right. it's kind of like, we know long-term damages, damage of, or the long-term effects of smoking. <laughs> Whereas, you know, we all smoke in airports and hospitals and not we, I was a child then, but um, it, the smoking used to be just so normal. And now we know how damaging it is. And I just, I personally, I feel burdened because we don't know the long-term effects as a great population, everyone trying to create their own brand and throw out their mm-hmm. own image. And I just see the tailspin of everyone. I mean, just regular people right. I know are investing in plastic surgery and right. injections and all of this upkeep. When, if we think about the world and we think about Jesus, which we should be focusing on, um, there are women all over the world that would never have access to improve themselves in that way. Does that make them less beautiful? And God says, no, absolutely right. not. Right. Right. It's, it's what at the end of the day or at the end of our lives was really beautiful about us and our culture gets it all wrong, but it's hard not to feel that pressure for sure. Hey there. Have you read the burden of better yet? The burden of better is my book on how to lead a comparison free life. Yes, that's right. I actually believe it's possible to live a life without comparing yourself to others all of the time. If that sounds good to you, I hope you'll snag a copy of The Burden of Better. You can get it wherever Christian books are sold, or you can start reading the first two chapters free right now on my website. Go to comparedtohu.me, look for the books tab, and find Burden of Better, and you can click right there and start reading today. I hope you enjoy it. Grab your copy of Burden of Better, and then join us for our book club at the end of every month this spring, we're talking about the book together. And I would love to hear your questions or your thoughts. You could drop me an email at heather at compared to who.me, or you can go to compared to who.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom and leave me a voicemail message on SpeakPipe. I can't wait to hear what you think after you read The Burden of Better. So let's kind of go forward with your testimony yes. though. So sure. you, so you, your marriage ended mm-hmm. and then what? So near the end of my marriage, I had never really gone through a situational depression like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently everyone around me knew I was depressed. I just mm-hmm. didn't realize. So I had been just completely dependent on food. I had really just started trying to cover myself with food. Um, those last few months where we were waiting for him to graduate and then things were going to switch. I was going to go back to regular life and go to school and he was going to support us. And, um, so as he graduated, I had gained weight. I had stopped working. We're living Mm -hmm. off credit cards Mm -hmm. because that's what happens. And so I hate that. Like our, our world feels that pressure to be a certain size when actually your job isn't dependent on you being a certain size. (laughs) 
Mine was, and it but was yours miserable. was, yeah. And, <laughs> and so, so, what, so yeah. how does that look, Amanda? I mean, I want you to continue yeah. your testimony, but let me just. So, like, what? Please. Like, do they weigh you in, or are they just oh, like you just no. know you can't go in because you don't weigh the amount, or like, like who? Yeah. Who is the, I don't know, the gatekeeper or the <laughs> Gestapo and all of that? Well, I mean, sample size, that okay. is, that's the prison that we So, you know, in. you can't, you can't fit in the, and is it a size four? What is it? A two? I mean, zero two. Okay. Like, zero two. Preferred. Now in Dallas, thank God, because I am what they would consider a fuller figure model. Not now I'm talking about then mm-hmm. when I was a four or sometimes a six. I could have never worked in New York or Paris like that. Mm. Zero is like it. Um, But what would happen is, so you have a card and it has, you know, photos that you've done, whether it's in a magazine or just a photo shoot and your measurements are on the card. And, and now, you know, it's on the internet. So clients will go to an agency and be like, Hey, we need a redhead. Uh, We want her to look like kind of all American. And obviously we need her measurements to be this because we know what our sample sizes are. Mm. And so they'll hire you. And if you show up differently, they have, everything is dependent on the timing of this shoot coming out. They have Mm -hmm. spent money on lighting, uh, photographers here, the stylists here. They've spent days ironing all the clothes. Like, and it's just, if you show up and you don't fit in the clothes, you have wasted everyone's time, everyone's money. And then they're going to tell our friends, oh, Amanda has gotten so fat. Do not even call her. Mm -hmm. And so they'll move on. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. thousands of women waiting to take your place. Yeah. And oftentimes younger and more exciting. Yeah. So yeah. you're always replaceable. And, and so that is really the ultimate thing is you have to fit in the sample size, whatever the client has. And so most of the time it is for a zero or two, yeah. especially in high, high fashion. And you just, you are, you have to pay so much attention to your bloat. Like, is this going to come during my <laughs> yes period or I don't know, has everyone lost their period by then because of anorexia? I mean, what's, what's that reality? Like Amanda, are you able to go there? Absolutely. Um, I am very grateful and I don't know, I didn't have a lot of support. Um, there weren't people coaching me along like, Hey, you're strong. You can do this. You know, I had just made a decision early on. I was not going to get into drugs, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely available. And as you're, if you're a model, um, doing things, you know, certain drugs, which I don't want to trigger anybody, but doing certain drugs does decrease your appetite. Mm -hmm. And so you can go long periods of time without even thinking about food, but eventually you get hooked and then you're falling out at jobs. And I mean, I, I will never forget. And, and in a runway show, so this may be, this is something I like to share with people because it looks so beautiful, the music, Mm -hmm. the lighting, the flowing gowns, but what it really looks like, uh, in the morning, the day of the, of the show, if you haven't had the fitting before, whenever the fitting is, you've got, you know, 20 models standing completely nude, except for a nude colored, um, thong and perfect strangers who you've met that morning are doing this and staring at you up and down, deciding whose body type would look best in that one gown or that one Mm -hmm. skirt. And I mean, we all look pretty similar, but there are different shapes, even at a small size where sure. her hips would look better. And it's, so you just stand there and then wow. they'll give you something to say, try it on. And they try and they're like, no, she needs to wear that. Oh hmm. uh, yeah. I think I like that on her. And it's just like hours of this. And then you don't want to eat before the show because you don't want to come out in those bright lights and have anything bulging. Cause mm-hmm. then 
the clients can be upset with you for not selling the outfit as well as you could have. So it's just mm-hmm. a whole, it's just a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. But wow. I hope I answered your question. No, <laughs> I got you, lost you, in my you, answer. <laughs> no, you absolutely did. And I kind of got lost in the 70 other questions I want to <laughs> ask you, but, but will you continue your testimony? Cause I don't want to lose that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, you were in depression, living off credit cards, yeah, very depressed. Credit. Yeah. And then and wait, wait our, well, and actually let me just kind of, so yeah. you were a depressed model, which <laughs> yes. just to, to some people though, that's going to be like, no, yes. of course she couldn't have been depressed, <laughs> you know, so but very. so being having the perfect quote unquote, perfect, according to whatever they demanded, right. Having mm-hmm. the perfect body did not make your life perfect and easy. No, did it? Because <laughs> you can't indulge. Like, you, you know, we, everyone says, Oh, you go on a cruise, you're going to gain 10 pounds. Like mm-hmm. that's not an option. I can't just let go because what if I get home? They're like, you have this job book tomorrow. That's the other thing about modeling is if you think about a, a normal successful career, how many job interviews are you going to go on just in regular corporate America, possibly Yeah, a couple, Yeah, <laughs> right? not many, but as a model or an actress, you're going on job interviews every single day and your job, you know, for a movie, if you're an actress is different, but for shoots and runways, it's, it's a one day deal most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of pressure and in going into that. Um, but, and I keep saying that, <laughs> I just keep saying how yeah. much pressure I was, but yeah, it wasn't fun. And then you walk in the casting uh, where you're trying to get this job and there's all your friends <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, Hey girl, hope you don't get this job, but how are you? You know, <laughs> and, right. and they're your friends, but like, right. you don't want them to get the job. And then you know that you walked in there and you were seen and noticed mm-hmm. by this client and they were like, nope, pass. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was something I was willing to do. I wanted to leverage it to um, have a family early. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just always my goal was I grew up in a dysfunctional, broken family and I wanted to have a family my way. Mm-hmm. And so that was my goal. But um, so at the end of our marriage and things dissolved, that's another whole story again, not following Christ, not following his design for anything in my life, things dissolved. And so here I was in this apartment with all these dreams dashed. I'm in debt. I have no husband. I have no job. And there's not exactly, um, a transferable, like, what am I going to walk into even Chick-fil-A, right? People make a lot of money when they start Chick-fil-A. I'm going to walk in and be like, Hey, I wear this sweater really well. That's my resume. (laughs) what that doesn't work. Like I need to know how you work. So, well, I can walk in a dress for a hundred feet pumping. Like it's just, it doesn't work. So I was terrified of where to go next. And I ended up getting really depressed and to a point where I wasn't eating. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't, it was, it made me nauseous to put food Mm -hmm. to my mouth, which is Mm -hmm. another whole dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. Didn't ever get any, um, therapy or anything for that. But imagine this, I lost a bunch of weight and went back to work Mm. and everyone was so happy that I was back at work. Mm. Celebrating your trauma. Yeah. And I just thought, Oh God. Okay. Well, I have to continue not eating so I can maintain this. And, Mm. and one of the clients, it was my bread and butter. It was a runway client where it was prom and bridal. And we traveled to different cities every spring and fall. So, and it was, you know, a week long. So it was consistent money. And near the end of my marriage, I had grown too large for the dresses, but they didn't know. So in between cities, I had gained weight and I showed up. And so you always have dressers helping you dress in a runway show because you have to change so fast. So they're ready to zip up pants or put on a jacket or undress you. And that's the other thing backstage and runway. There's no privacy. Mm -hmm. There's, there's men, women, strangers, 
all seeing all the things. Mm -hmm. And so I was at this client. I had just come back, you know, from a little break. We're out doing shows for Prom and Bridal and my dresser's fingers were bleeding, trying to get this dresses zipped. And I'm like buying band-aids for her and I'm apologizing. It's completely mortifying. Mm -hmm. So to come back from that, she was like, oh, my finger's better, you know? And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just terrifying. And so I was just so full of shame, but I was glad to be working again. And then I ended up meeting my now husband and we have our whole marriage testimony there. But um, the problem was I had built up all of these lies and was trying to live my life according to them. And they never, I never had anyone say, that's not true. Mm. You don't have to do that. Mm. There are other jobs you can start over. You know, I just, I was just so trapped and I didn't realize it. Wow, friend, I hope that you're getting a ton out of this interview. Come back Friday for the second part. Meanwhile, I hope something in today's episode helped you stop comparing and start living that's all for today come back friday for part two bye bye today's show blessed you may i ask a huge favor leave a review on your favorite platform seeing your five star reviews is a huge encouragement to me not sure how to do it you can go to compare to who.me slash podcast scroll to the bottom and you'll find all the information and while you're at compare to who.me check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image comparison all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com 